have Twins baseball at 6.30 tonight. Twins at Rockers. We have three games. Then begin the playoffs. And just as a point of interest, tomorrow at noon, we have Tech Talk, noon to one. That'll be preceding UND football at SDSU. Uh, But Tech Talk was uh, actually, it began on KFGO with our next guest here on the Drive Time News Hour. It was called Computer Talk back in the day. And we have uh, Justin Chardon, who is a Fargo boy. And uh, he's had numerous jobs in Washington, D.C. In fact, I was a reference for him uh, and uh, interviewed on his behalf by a a federal marshal or something one time. And I says, oh, gee, he's applying for a pretty big job if, if you're doing the interview. And I says, so what's a job? And she, and she really did say this. She said, well, you know, I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. <laughs> but <laughs> Justin, I, I've never been so nervous talking to someone about a job <laughs> reference. Justin, <laughs> welcome uh, back to KFGO and the Drive Time News Hour, buddy. Always happy to be on. It's been a long time since I followed an ag report. And what uh, what positions have you had with the government since you left our town? Well, I've been with a couple of think tanks, but I think more of reference for here is I've worked for Senator Dorgan and Conrad, and uh, most recently Senator Feinstein. I was her economic policy advisor, so I uh, recommended what she do on things like taxes and small business trade stuff like that. So, how long? Okay. How long did you serve with Senator Feinstein? I was with her four years, almost to the day, and I left in May of this year, so a few months ago. How, how do you uh, characterize her style of leadership? I think it was. Uh, I think I heard on TV this morning that Heidi Heitkamp said that uh, she had a great deal of respect for her, and when she walked in the room, you knew who was the boss. At that point, how how would you characterize her style? She is totally right about that. Um, I didn't see her in her prime, but she was clearly an executive. She was the commander. You know, anytime she came into a room and not just with staff, but with the the constituents uh, from California that she met with. And it wasn't in a negative way. They just they knew that she was going to ask the tough questions and really know her stuff when she came in. She was all busy. She was kind of like an athlete who only wants to talk about the game they play. Uh, we were the first office that came back after the pandemic. She wanted to get back to work. And I don't know, one story I remember is sort of related to this. Did you, did you see, ever see the film The Report about the torture report of Adam Driver in it? I don't believe so. It was a few years ago. It was pretty good. And Annette Benning played Senator Feinstein. And so a bunch of staff went with her to see a first screening of the movie before it came out. And there was a scene in it where, and this is about how the torture, the Guantanamo torture report came about. And she was the chairman of the Judiciary Committee. And there was a scene where one of her staffers is talking to her about, well, here's what we need to do. And she, in the movie, she says, you have to decide whether you work for me or whether you work for the report. And the only person in the audience who made a noise was the senator going, oh, <laughs> clearly, clearly enjoying the fact that she's tough. She, she, she liked her reputation. Mm-hmm. That's, that's fascinating. Did you have one-on-ones with her? 
Frequently, yeah. I mean, I met with her a couple times a week about various things. How much time did you have with her on in those meetings? Because I imagine she met with other people. It varied. I mean, if it was about a topic that was on the Senate floor, we could spend quite a bit of time, uh, or I would join her. She would join for, if, if there was a meeting from some constituent about an economic policy matter, we would. I would join her for those. Mm-hmm. But it just depended on what was going on. And uh, with her demise... What do you see as her legacy? What would you tell the New York Times if they asked you? So lots of positive. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is she was the first woman to do a whole bunch of different things. Mayor of San Francisco. She was almost the uh, Walter Mondale's vice presidential nominee. Uh, went to Geraldine Ferraro instead. She's got a lot of legislative achievements. The Violence Against Women Act, the torture report that I, memo, or, I mentioned the first assault weapons ban, so a lot of things like that. But she also has some late career things where, you know, the last few years have been an issue of her health and, you know, whether she's up to the job or not, and that, you know, tarnishes it a little bit. Uh, so it's a bit mixed for, for those sorts of reasons. I, I guess it's like uh, Willie Mays playing for the Mets that last year, you know. It's, it, it, it changes the legacy just a little bit, but I think on the whole it's uh, – positive and groundbreaking. Were you with her uh, during her bouts of ill health? Not the physical stuff. You know, the the uh, shingles that she had uh, earlier this year and some other things. I, I wasn't with her for those. Uh, but, I, you know, I know her husband passing last year was very hard on her. We talked about that some. And, uh, you know, she had some, some issues with memory later in the career. So, yeah, I, I was there for those, I guess. Mm-hmm. And... Uh... When you heard the news, uh, what was your your first thought after having worked with her and knowing her and had one-on-ones with her and she having been your boss? What was your immediate reaction? My first reaction was uh, wondering how my former colleagues were doing. So sent them a message. Uh, I think it's not something that shocked anybody, but it also, you know, you never know what it's going to be. And she voted yesterday. You know, on the on the Senate floor, she attended, I believe, the the Senate caucus meeting. So, she was at work right up until the end. Well, so, I have to think it was at least somewhat sudden. You know, there was a guest on Morning Joe this morning on MSNBC, which I made a point to watch because of of her passing. But uh, the guest was a former legislator, maybe a senator or a congresswoman from California who was her best friend who took a picture with her last night at her house as she was leaving and they were they'd had a social gathering you know it was not business but wow. maybe women like that uh, always are business but uh, she looked fine and it, she said this was taken less than 24 hours ago and right. uh, what do you think of age limits for elected officials that's coming up a lot lately so, I, you know, it used to be we would always talk about term limits, and I was against those for various reasons we don't have to give time to get into here. But I think age limits probably are appropriate you know, for different reasons. I don't know what the right cutoff is, but there's, there's a decline for just about everybody. I mean, it, it, it depends on the person, but I think overall there's probably an age that we could agree on that uh, it would be better to get somebody new in. I, I, I saw some... I saw a recent uh, chart that showed that the number of of uh, people in the Senate and Congress over age 70 is by far the highest it's ever been. And there's some consequences to that. Yeah, I uh, 
There was a movie called Wild in the Streets that came out in 1968. I'm sure you haven't seen it. It was kind of a dystopian comedy drama, and uh, it uh, had Shelley Winters and Hal Holbrook in it, but it involved what became of America when they allowed 14-year-olds to vote. And <laughs> and, uh, and and nowadays with social media and such, uh, I uh, I wouldn't recommend that movie necessarily because even at the time I thought it was pretty weird. But uh, I, I, I wonder, you know, putting a limit as to how old you can to ser- be to serve seems uh, tough, but then I'm getting old. Hey, let me ask you this one. And we, I can tell by the music that we've got less than a minute here. Uh, could, could, Barack Obama run as a vice presidential candidate for uh, with Joe Biden? I, I don't believe he can. I'm oh. not sure in the constitutionality of that, but I don't think so. Okay, man. Like it's the two terms and you're done. Well, that solves it. That'll end the discussion at the bar right there. Justin Chardon told me. Justin, thank you for inviting me to be an email, a Gmail guy, and showing me how to alt, control, delete, and use a computer and this conversation. <laughs> Good to know you, man. See you later. You too. Thanks, man. 548.